0: It's February 28th, and this is the Cream City Pacers Weekly Rundown. It's Friday. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back. And we know what tomorrow
1: is. The Olympic Trials! Insane. It's here. (laughs) And it's not canceled. <laughs>
0: it's not canceled. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another Weekly Rundown. If you're new, welcome. Welcome, welcome. I'm glad you could join us this week. We hope you stick around every Friday as we drop these every Friday morning. Apostoli and I use this time to talk about what's going on in the Milwaukee running scene on a real-time stream. Uh, we talk about kind of what's going on in the race scene, relevant topics. And this week, our relevant topic is the Olympic trials. Um, Before we jump in, I just want to say that, you know, this podcast, we created it to connect our city together, bring runners together, make this a community thing, and what happened in our community this week with the um, tragic shooting at the Miller's facility, and I just want to kind of take a minute to let everyone know our thoughts and prayers are out with the families, um, people who are there, Uh, big shout out to all the first responders, Milwaukee police and firemen who were there and helped on Wednesday.
1: And you might be inclined these days after this event to to stay at home, feel unsafe. That's exactly when you should go out there and run. Go out, go out in the world, go out with your friends. Don't let these things influence you and don't let them win because they are doing exactly what they wanted to, which is to terrorize your mind and make you feel, different than what you felt before this is a chance and this is an opportunity if it, if it has not affected you personally or the people that you know this is a chance to call the people that you love because you never know what will happen tomorrow
0: exactly that was really well put see the olympic trials are tomorrow so this is a very relevant episode if you listen to it today wonderful we get to, You get to hear about all the banter. If you listen to it tomorrow morning before the trials, even better. If you listen to this on Monday or if it's Tuesday or the trials already happened, well, you can see if what we talk about really happened.
1: It's like watching a prequel.
0: There's a huge pack this year. It's the largest in trials history. There's 711 runners all competing for six spots, three female, three male.
1: So how does that work? Uh, is it... Uh, if you if you get under a certain time you you get in the trials no matter what
0: yeah so you have to qualify so between for this trials between September 1st 2017 and January 19th 2020 uh for men you had to run uh, a sub 219 marathon and, or a 104 half marathon and for women it's a sub 245 marathon or a sub 113 half marathon
1: so I almost made it. <laughs> I almost made it. Yeah. But I did the full marathon time in the half marathon.
0: Yeah. So out of the seven hundred plus runners, five hundred and eleven are female and two hundred and sixty are men. Wow. Lot of fast women out there. So shout out to all you women. Love that. Rachel. Just kicking ass. <laughs> and there's a lot from Wisconsin and specifically Milwaukee. So we'll get into that. So what's interesting about these trials is um they were granted a gold level status due to the premier caliber talent in the race. So, this means that the top three finishers in men and women's races will be eligible to compete at the games, whether or not they hit the respective Olympic qualifying times, which is 211.30 for men and 229.30 for women. So, since there's gold level status, basically means since there are so many top 200 runners in this race that, um, the World Athletic Association considers this a gold level status. So if all the men go slower than 211, it doesn't matter because they're basically saying it's going to be such a competitive race. People are going to be pushing each other anyways. So it's like a guarantee in, which is cool. So Mm -hmm. there's 13 people who are living residing in Wisconsin that have qualified and are running. And then there's a few more people who are from Wisconsin but live elsewhere right now. Who are also in? So there's probably like 15 to 17. I have to look at the number again, but that's pretty cool. That's
1: pretty cool. I was that's, looking that's at the more list than of statistically that that sounds pretty good, right? Because <laughs> well, looking Wyoming one of 50 has states.
0: yeah, Wyoming has one. It's one female, no males. Uh, but then you look at like, let me see here. Let me scroll up. Let me scroll up. Let me scroll up. I'm scrolling up on this website. New York, for example, has only eight men. But has thirty-five females, so you're like, well, New York, like New York City, you think like there'd be a ton do, of do runners. Do you think part
1: of that is that the time uh, set for men is too aggressive? I don't how, know. how much?
0: I don't. I, um, I don't want to get into that. I don't, I don't. I don't know. People debate that all the time, right? Is is marathon times too fast for men compared to f- females? And I don't know enough Boston, about that to yeah. like for Boston to actually like have a valid argument. And, place anything but going back so colorado has 94 people it has 44 men and 50 women so a lot of people train out there and live out there right yes. so and california had like 60 right here right here right here guys i'm not good at scrolling live yeah california has 100 so california is a huge state it's nice you run you round, but it's kind of crazy like seeing the list like uh Arkansas has one person too. It's like you think more people would be coming out of there, Wyoming, but regardless, it's pretty it's pretty cool. We have a good number from Wisconsin and a good yeah. number from Milwaukee. Um just to talk about a couple of people. So Lee, um, if I butcher names, this is one reason I was never gonna be a teacher, is cause I'm terrible at names. And you think I'd be good at it because my last name is you look at it and it's says "moan," but it's really "main." That I like learn how to say other people's names. I'm terrible at it. I you still
1: don't know how to say my name, I by don't. the way.
0: So, fun fact: if I ever give up a shout out, live events, the podcast recording, it's just Apisolia. There's a reason for that. <laughs> how, how embarrassing this is! Can we cut this out? I'm just kidding. No. Don't cut it out. Um, so, Liz Burkholtz, she was the 2019 Lakefront Marathon champion. She is running. Liz, we're excited. Naomi Fulton from Heartland is number two. Let's see. Her number three is John DeWitt. Patrick Campbell. And this is so Joe Stillen is a Rufus alumni. Rufus King alumni. He mm-hmm. lives in North Carolina. Still a Wisconsin runner from the area. We'll give him a shout out. And then Kellen Taylor, she is from Sussex, and she actually lives in Flagstaff, Arizona. But fun fact, her PR is 224. So she actually has like a legitimate shot at qualifying what? for the Olympics. I mean, so that's insane. That's She's insane. from Sussex. What's the US record? 220.57 by Jordan Hasse. Probably butchered that name. I don't know. I'll see.: Ha,
1: say. Ha, say what do you think the fastest time
0: if we missed anyone, sorry. We did. Re- we did research. Names sometimes slip through the cracks. But there's a lot of runners from Madison, um, Racine, some places up north. There's a lot of runners. So hopefully you guys can all meet up and say hi. All right. So now we know how people qualified. How many runners? Local runners. Now let's talk about who's going to be qualifying for the Olympics from the USA. So looking back at 2016, the Rio. Uh, marathon, men and women, Galen Rupp, Meb, and Jared Ward were the three representatives. And then for women, it was Amy uh, Amy Craig, Desiree, Lyndon, and uh, Shalane Flanagan. So a couple of people have retired. Meb and Shalane have retired, so they will not have an opportunity to go back. Amy Craig um, has been battling some like really intense illness over the last th- couple of years and has... Um, withdrawn from the trial so she won't be at the olympics so for men coming off the 2016 team i mean galen he won the bronze at rio he has the most likely chance to you know be the american front runner and then potentially place at the olympics uh jared ward will be back he had a really good um new york city marathon last fall with a 210 he got six overall and then he also run ran the uh Houston half marathon in January instead of personal best of sixty one thirty six, So I think Jared's in pretty good shape to rock it. And looking at Dez, uh, she was the top American female at the New York marathon last fall. So she's, um, should be in pretty good shape to be a competitor, um, at the race tomorrow. So personally, I mean, there's a bunch of names. There's a bunch, there's so many people who are so close together, especially with the females They could be it could be a number of top three people. Someone could kind of, there's probably going to be a couple of dark horses I'm, I'm hoping for. Probably not on the men's side so much, but um, Scott Fable, he's like a badass fun runner. Like a lot of runners sometimes are like, I don't know what we call ourselves, boring, kind of like basic in a way. Not putting anyone down, but you know what I'm saying? scott's got like this swag to him scott and jared like they rock like the mustache they're like the bad boys i, I feel running in like a fun way it's it's uh um some of the videos they have that uh, they post on social media like they got like a cool video crew that like cuts up their runs and the like dope beats dropping in the back and it's like these are <laughs> these are sick <laughs> it, like makes running look insanely cool so scott could be um scott could make it man it would be cool to see um Kellen, pull a top three and get in the Olympics. All right. So that's just kind of looking at who was in the Olympics uh, in 2016, who's kind of set up a little bit for success this year. But we polled our listeners. We asked you guys who you're cheering for. Um, Andy Garza is a big fan of Jared Ward and Scott, who just gave a shout-out to uh, for females. Molly, Dez, and Kellen. Another shout-out to Kellen. And then a couple people have said this. Uh, but Jim Walmsley, he is an ultra runner. He's set the uh, fifty. Uh, he set the record in the fifty miler, uh, and has like dominated Western states. And is, this is his the trials are his his first marathon debut. First first road big road race. Yeah, his first road wow. race. He That's, qualified with a half.
1: That'd be interesting to see because there's so many there's so many people that believe that trail runners are superior. To road runners,
0: yeah, but they're such different races. Like, I mean, but like he absolutely dominates the trails. So you're like, man, if you just take that speed and throw you on the road, you're gonna be, you're gonna keep up with the boys. But at the same time, it's a completely different race. Like,
1: so, it's uh, a road runner, it's a uh, lot more monotonous. Really. Yeah, I mean, a
0: road runner could just say like, great, you run really fast on the trails, but this is a t- this is the same game step after step for 26 miles. His half marathon was a 104, so he just qualified. So that'll be cool. I think I would be cheering for Jim, with our outside of Wisconsin folk. You know that we'll be cheering for. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Dia is cheering for Galen and Dez and even Jordan. Uh, Aaron Pierce says, "I want all the runners to have a fun time. I will be cheering for John Dewitt to throw down a great performance. I know Aaron and John run together a lot, so." Oh, nice. Um, but yeah, Hey, everyone have a good time. We're here to have fun, right? Ken Jackson. This was really funny. He says, I have a list of a dozen men and women. The more I hear about different athlete stories, backgrounds and success stories and struggles, the more I want them all to win. (laughs) I thought that was pretty funny and like really true. Yeah. Most of these people have very interesting stories of how you got here. I mean, it's not easy. It's definitely a trials by miles type of thing to get here. And they all have insane stories. so
1: That's why it's not good to know this, the backstory of your opponents because mm. then you feel bad. And you're like, ah, oh, that guy should win. He has a good, <laughs> he's got a lot of problems at home. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then Andy Dakin said, I'm, in all seriousness, it's a very hilly course and should make things interesting. He's going to give um, Walmsey a chance. All right, so there's a lot to cheer for tomorrow. There's going to be a lot of runners throwing it down, it's going to be competitive. The course is really interesting. So, it starts at Centennial Olympic Park, and then the course is basically three eight-mile loops, and then at the end, there's a little stretch to the finish line. Like when I, I didn't look at the course till today, so I I just didn't picture it being like a couple loops as the course. So, it should be interesting. And Andy said it's a little hilly, hmm. so it's gonna be fun, especially if you do it once or twice, you know what's coming. Sometimes like when I run, uh, a new course or a new route makes things like go way by, way faster because you're seeing new things, right? Um, but sometimes when you run that same route, you know where that mile marker is and you know how much how long it's going to take you to like, get to that next stop or that next barrier, whatever you want to call it, and it's like a mind game, right? In some ways it can be good because you know you can be done or mm-hmm. right. But a lot of the times, it's like you just know it so precisely that it's just like a mind game, and is almost like a negative impact on you. So I want to like get in the minds of these runners, and is it a is it better or worse that you have to do loops
1: Uh, in a race? It's probably better. It's probably better because unlike us amateurs, they want to be so focused on the race, and what you said about oh, it's a new it's a new race, so it's interesting, and we get to see new things. They probably have the mindset of we need to focus 100% on the race and nothing else in our performance, right? Uh, and look at nothing around us. Part of it has to do a lot with uh, visualization, which is something that Michael Phelps uh, did extensively as one great example, and many other athletes do, is is they, they visualize how their race is going to go, how their performance is going to go ahead of time And knowing that route definitely helps. And if it's shorter spurts, it's easier to replicate it and really put it in your mind and let it solidify. I don't know. I I would presume they want to be focused. And they probably don't care at that level, man. At that level. They're they're, just just, so
0: good. They have such a strong mind. It's still (sighs) an interesting thing to think about. What you bring up is valid. I mean, I could see why they would love it. We'll have to get someone on the show after they run the race, a local Milwaukeean, to get them on the show and talk to us about that. Otherwise, so what are you doing for the race tomorrow, Apostoli? You're supposed to say that's I'm a running. good question, I'm running.
1: Alex. I am running. <laughs> so, I'm running a restaurant. Oh, you're running a restaurant.
0: <laughs> so guest of the pod, Sheila Wardell, is co-hosting uh, with another Milwaukee runner, uh, basically a watch party. So what the deal is, is they're hosting a watch party at Sports Club, which is located downtown by Cathedral Square. And they're meeting at 10 a.m. to do a 3.6-mile fun run. And then they're going to have drinks, food, and watch, watch the marathon down there. So It's already
1: got, what, almost 100 RSVPs at this point.
0: Yeah. I mean, it looks awesome. It's a great idea. Fun run, it's watch brilliant. the marathon, have some drinks. You guys think, should
1: go. You should definitely go.
0: Yeah. We'll link, uh, we'll link the Facebook uh, event in our description so again if you're listening next week tough luck <laughs> prequel <laughs> gotta listen to this on fridays <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah well anyways it's just be I'm, I'm super excited for the olympic trials it's been like coming for a while i don't i haven't watched like a ton of races in the past but i'm super excited to watch this one um it's gonna be fun to see like some local people in the game with potentially some of them coming out on top or in the top 10. That's awesome. All right, so it's March. You know what that means for upcoming races. March Madness. Well, that's basketball. But March is St. Patty's Day, which means a lot of luck of the Irish races. Oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> so there's one, two. I didn't do a lot of research on this because there's like a lot of races out there. There's one, two, three, four, five of them. All okay. right, so let's go through them real quick. We'll just kick them off right now. The 7th Annual Jig Jog 4K is March 7th. Uh, Shake Your Shamrock 5K, 10K, and 2 Mile Walk is Saturday, March 14th. The 8th Annual Lucky Leprechaun 7K... I don't have a date right here. I'm not going to click, but I think it's March 14th. The Luck of the Irish Winter Run Series is March 15th. The Shamrock Beer Run 5K is March 21st. Okay. And what's funny... Out of all those, the beer run actually seems pretty sweet. So looking at the details here, warning, the first thing on the site, warning, this is not your ordinary 5K race. Consider this a jog, walk, or stumble through a craft brewery, uh, brewing 5K experience. Blah, 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 Black Huskies, the sponsor, great beer. So they'll be featuring beer stops every kilometer on the race course. So every kilometer, you'll receive a three-ounce sample of a different locally crafted brew, and then there's going to be a special brew specifically for the 4K. Stop.
1: You know what I miss? Remember those pub runs we used to do with OMG, the Milwaukee Running Group. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure they still do them. Oh yeah. But I haven't, I haven't been to one in a while. Those were, those were fun. Funny
0: story about that. So Abbasoli and I went on a run before we recorded this, which is like. What's better than a run before a running podcast?
1: Pizza afterwards.
0: Pizza afterwards. Yeah, exactly. Vegan pizza. We tried a vegan pizza. It was great. But we ran past um, that apartment. The apartments on Water Street by the bridge that goes to um, Lakefront Brewery with the swing set right there. Mm-hmm. And if we remember, two years ago we did the pub run and it started at um, started on the east side and we went downtown and then we took Water Street up to brady to finish at roman coin and i tripped on that sidewalk and ate it like my hands were all scraped up (laughs)
1: i'm pretty sure you were there i'm not sure i was there for that one
0: i think you were well anyways maybe you weren't but Maybe I didn't care it was about like super the, embarrassing and I was going to bring it up on a run. I'm like, that's kind of embarrassing. Like, I don't need to bring that story up. We'll just keep that to myself. And here I am. Bringing podcast, it up to, to it the entire
1: up. Milwaukee community. <laughs> Pretty funny. Running community. Oh.
0: Anyways, so I don't know. That looks like a kind of a fun run. So a lot of St. Paddy's Day races. More importantly, March 7th is the flight for Air Climb. Yes. At the U.S. Bank Tower.
1: Are you doing it? We came up the stairs after the run. I
0: don't know. We, yeah, we, we came up
1: the stairs, six flights. Six flights, but long flights. Hey. They're long flights. These are tall. ceilings. they are tall ceilings.
0: The thing is, is like you go run and you're like, well, that wasn't bad. And you go up six flights of stairs and I'm like winded. And I'm like, this is embarrassing.
1: You've been asking me if, if I'm back into running. One of the things that got me back into running was my decision to start taking the stairs. Started taking the stairs every day. Just caused me to want to run. Those kind of endorphins. It's more about just taking that first step and getting a little taste of, ah, yeah, it's the endorphins, you think? It's
0: The baby steps, literally. The baby baby step for you is just walking down the stairs.
1: Up the stairs. I'm talking about up the stairs.
0: Down the stairs is a little easier. Just got to do it. We all get in running slumps. Kind of into one right now. I just
1: listened to a podcast, by the way. Tim Ferriss, he interviews Richard something. It's his latest podcast. Richard something, who is a blind magician and martial artist. This guy's story is incredible. He talks about running in that podcast. So I thought it was interesting. He talks that, says that if you want to start running, if you want to run a marathon, just run one block. And I always said that because that's exactly how I started running. Just take that first step. We all have these big goals and want to get everything right. Just just do whatever you can. And then little by little, you'll just get better at it. Coming from a blind magician who has been named one of the best card trick guys in the world. This guy's story is incredible. Look it up. That's pretty powerful. Richard something.
0: Richard something. You haven't found it by now? I thought you would have figured that out during your rant while looking at your phone. Well, on that note, go check out Tim Ferriss's podcast on Apostol His Request. Uh, Enjoy the trials. And until next Friday, keep on running.